It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Laurie Pinkowski. Laurie is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning. Good morning, Simi. Happy Valentine's Day. How are you? Forgot to say it. I wanted to say it first. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to you, Laurie. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Well, that's great. Um, so markets are in the green. They're receiving some love today. So that's always positive after a, a day like yesterday where we saw the markets have a healthy pullback. I mean, it, it's normal. Uh, to see markets not move higher every single day or every single week or even every single month. And we had, we've really had five weeks of markets uh, moving forward. So to have a little bit of a breather, you know, it's it's a good time to take a look at stocks you don't own and look at adding them. I think any correction that we would see on the markets would still be a buying opportunity as we get closer and closer to uh, the Fed reducing rates. Um, it's not expected as soon as we had once thought. Uh, so now we're looking at mid-year for both the Bank of Canada and the U.S. Uh, but again, it's still going to happen, right? And that's like yeah, last year, Simi, when you know, you and I were talking about waiting for the Fed to pause on rates. You know, we said month after month, it's coming, it's coming. And, you know, when it finally came, that's what led this rally. And and, and that's important to, to look for those key times when things are changing for sure. Okay. And I know that things are good because I don't hold my breath anymore when I open my statement when it comes about my investments. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. And, and you don't need to, um, you know, hold your breath over your statement because you and I are talking every week. I know. And, uh, that's and you're getting myself. all this information. Yes. <laughs> you, you need to be dealing with me and then it will be okay. I know. That's what I tell um, myself. No, I talked to Lori. I can open this. This is going to be good. And I know that even the, the S&P did well, right? Yeah. The S&P 500 uh, hit a milestone and moved through that. Uh, 5,000 point level. And, you know, there's been a lot moving markets. And so this is why investors are feeling a lot better because they see markets moving higher. But of course, we're looking under the hood. Why is it moving higher? And is it sustainable? And one of the reasons the markets have been moving higher is, is earnings. Earnings have been really good. 70% of companies have reported. Uh, nearly 80% of them have beat expectations. Uh, so Coca-Cola, they had a good report yesterday. Uh, we're happy with that, that we own. Uh, Disney reported last week and beat earnings expectations and really issued an upbeat profit outlook. And that, those outlooks are what's really important right now and what are moving stocks. Um, and then you have a company like Shopify uh, that didn't have a great report uh, and fell quite a bit after earnings. It was down 10% after earnings, and that's a stock that we don't own. Sorry, that we don't own. Uh, however, we did take a look at it even last week. But when we look at the company fundamentals, remember, we're not just looking at the charts, the technicals. We're looking at the fundamentals as well. Um, and the and the projected outlook as well is also important. So so earnings are the focus right now, along with of course inflation and interest rates. Yeah, let's talk about that because the U.S. inflation rate uh, came out right. It it did, and it, from you know when you first take a look at inflation coming in at three point one percent in January, and that's cooling from three point four percent the month before. You would think that would be good news. At least, you know, I, I view it as still uh, somewhat positive. They were expecting 3%, so it was 0.1% higher. Um, you know, I, again, don't don't forget that we're getting off inflation 
uh, of a high, a 40-year high even, and it hit 9% in the summer of 2022. So that's uh, it's come down a lot, and it's not going to happen overnight. But core inflation uh, showed no progress. So that's X Energy, X Food Prices, and that stayed at 3.9% from December. And so that's what was a bit disappointing. Um, you know, when you think about inflation, some of it is shelter costs, which is a bit of a uh, kind of self-inflicted, right? Because as you have higher rates, you have higher mortgage costs. And so so that's something to almost take out of the equation where, when we're looking under the hood, when we're actually looking at where is all the inflation, where is it coming from? You look at energy prices, um, you know, they've come down, even food prices have, have come down from where they were at their peak. So things are moving in the right direction. The sooner we can get closer to that 2%, the sooner the Bank of Canada, as well as the Fed, will look at reducing interest rates. Okay, so I know we said Valentine's Day. Yes, that is today, but there's also an important day two weeks from now, isn't there? There is. What we're talking about is RSP season. Um, and, uh, and you know, when people are thinking, you know, maybe I earned a bit more in 2023, I should make my RSP contribution. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask us, should they or shouldn't they? There's this kind of love-hate relationship with RSP, Simi. Um, you know, especially as people uh, get well into their careers and are thinking about retirement, they're going, should I still make an RSP contribution? I had that conversation even yesterday. Um, it, you know, there's a few factors when we're advising clients on whether they should or should not. Most should if you're in your, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, early 60s, I should say, um, and you're making over 50000 a year. And the more money you make, uh, then you should be trying to max it out. And for this year, the deadline is February 29th. So, so again, just to put that out there. And um, remember, you can uh, already contribute for 2024 as well. You know, if you know that you max it out, then that's something to think about. Um, with the max contribution for 2023, it's 30780 or 18% of your earned income. And again, the reason you do this is for your retirement. So, you know, you're, you're saving for yourself. It's not the only way you and I... Uh, Simi, I've talked about tax-free savings accounts, how yes. I love them. You know, the problem is that you just can't put enough in them is, you know, so that's why you also want to do the RSP. You get that tax deduction. Um, and also uh, you get that long-term tax-free growth, right? So you're not paying tax on the money that you're making within the RSP. So that's always positive too. Um, where people start not liking them is when they have to turn their RSP into a RIF and start withdrawing that money and then you're taxed at full pop. So that's why, again, if you're kind of over the age of 65, 67, and you're one of those people that just love working and you won't stop, uh, it does. it's not always a yes that you should be contributing to your RSP. So make sure you're talking to a financial advisor about what you should be doing, how much you should be contributing. And for any of those who have questions, of course, uh, you know, contact a financial advisor anytime. Okay. So there comes an age then where you should stop contributing and then start withdrawing or, or should you be like waiting to withdraw? Yeah, no, you just stop contributing and everyone's situation is different. Some people are, you know, say over 65 and they're still working and we're going to be turning that RSP into a RIF, remember, at the age of 71 and you're going to start drawing on it when you're 72 or in your 72nd year. With that being said, um, you want as, as many years as possible for that tax-free growth to accrue 
for it to be beneficial to you before you're taking it out. Because remember, when you are forced to take out money from your RSP, it's considered income. And other, some people have other forms of income. They've got usually CPP, they've got OS, OAS, but they may also have like rental income, they've got a pension income. So these are all things that we think about. And as a team, what we're looking at is always creating that financial retirement plan, but calculating income for people as uh, they have their eye on the retirement goal or already in retirement. You know, which account should you be taking out of and how much? So again, what I would say at this time, you know, RSPs are important. They help you save. The tax-free growth over many years is a positive thing. Uh, so make sure that you do get your RSP contribution in. However, as you get closer to retirement, there is that question of whether you should or should not be uh, contributing. And uh, and I think that's really important. Okay. So what's the top thing to remember, do you think? Like, what do we need to be careful of? Um, well, I think there's a few things to, to be careful of. You don't want to over-contribute. That's for one. Um, remember, there's a penalty of 1% per month if you over-contribute to your RSP. Uh, so that's something that you want to keep in mind. But like I said, also, you want to um, think about uh, even making your 2024 contribution early. It's, the more you can get tax-free growing for you, the better that it's going to be uh, over many, many years. And also with your RSP, make sure you're invested in the right thing. You know, I, I know a lot of the banks sell RSPs as like a product or something, you know, you have to buy an RSP. That's not really the way it works. You invest in your RSP and RSP is an account. You have your TFSA, you have your RSP, you have a joint account maybe, uh, or a non-registered account. In, in that RSP, you can invest in whatever you, you're comfortable with or whatever your advisor advises you uh, to invest in. So remember, that could be stocks, it could be bonds, um, so equities, bonds, or GICs, if, if that's your thing. So just make sure that someone's looking at your investments with a bird's eye view, looking at your portfolio as a whole, and determining what your asset allocation should be in the market cycle where we are today. Again, as an investor, you want to have your eye on, on, on what's in front of you and not what's behind us, right? And what had happened in 2022 bear market. We're in a very different time right now. Uh, in my opinion, use any of these corrections to be investing in equities at this time unless something changes. And we always have a plan A, plan B being active managers. So uh, again, we'll make changes if we need to. But this time it's RSP season. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> we should celebrate. I agree. I agree. Lori, thank you for that. Thanks so much, Simi. Enjoy your day and we will speak again next week. We will. Thank you. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now you can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.